Welcome, welcome, bienvenidas. It is September and we bring in the new month with abundance, with hope, with dreams and goals. And we're just so excited that September is here. Uh, if you live in California, we know that we are literally on fire, like literally and figuratively because it's been so hot, but um, I know I'm really excited to bring in the new month. For those of you who are listening to us for the first time, welcome to Chicas Politicas podcast with Rita Casaverde and Yesenia Chavarria. We are two political women talking about our lives, our mental health, all the issues that are impacting our community members from immigration, from local issues, such as the local elections. And as we know, we are preparing for so many monumental things, but we hope that Chicas Politicas is a podcast that can break it down, make it fun, and we can laugh. Uh, we often say, instead of crying, we laugh a lot here in our podcast. And we hope that this interests you enough to be civically engaged and to actually go out and vote because we have important elections coming up. Yes, we are almost in election season. Um, actually, we are in election season. A lot of candidates are already campaigning. So let's get involved. Um, how's your mental health doing? You know, it's, um, I am, I promised myself this year that I would be far more intentional and say no a lot, mm-hmm. uh, have very clear boundaries. And um, it's it's one of those things Rita, that it, it is really hard Um, but it all comes back to your mental health and making right on the promises that you make for yourself. So for me, I am constantly reminding myself that it's okay to say no and not feel guilty because sometimes I do feel guilty. A lot of the times I feel guilty. Um, I think it's part of that Catholic guilt. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, I'm doing really good. It's, it's uh, September, we're four months away from finishing the year. And I just keep reminding myself that in this last wind of the year to be very, very present because I feel like this last few months are just gonna go really fast. And I just want to be present and enjoy life, enjoy the season enjoy my friends, enjoy my health. I think there's been like so much that has happened um, that I just want to be thankful for. So I'm doing pretty good. What about you, Rita? Como estas? I'm really good too. I um, I was struggling a little bit at the beginning of the summer, I think, but I was able to find resources. Um, I got a mentor. Um, I started to, you know, dive into the things that I love to do the most. And, you know, sometimes I feel like it only it only takes for someone else to say, "Hey, I've been there," and and actually, I this is exactly how I felt, and you not feeling alone um, mm-hmm. helps a lot. So that was kind of the journey for me this last couple of months of just finding that it wasn't just the feelings that I was having, especially around motherhood, mm-hmm. um, that I wasn't alone, and that um, plenty of other women have felt the same. So. Um, yeah, yeah. It helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think too, my, one of my good friends just recently had a baby and I don't have any children, but I hear that <laughs> um, when, when you have your first baby or you become a mother for the first time, your life obviously changes a lot. And even your relationships with your friends or things that 
the person that you used to be. So, um, and sometimes I can, I think that's also recognition of the shedding of the skin mm-hmm. of recognizing like the old you versus the new you and, and kind of struggling in the sense of who am I? Um, but tying it back to my friend, um, I've been making it a point to really connect with her. Even I know she, she may not get my pick up the phone because she's busy with the newborn um, or get to my text messages, but I'm just checking up on her to say, I love you. I'm still your friend. I'm here. Um, And because that's so important. I never really recognized that, that um, as, as things, as life changes for us, so do our relationships and that can be hard, um, especially I think relationships you're not prepared um, because, you know, obviously um, your your baby takes so much time and energy, which is understandable. But you, I think you're absolutely right, Rita, that uh, finding ways to ask for help, and it's okay to ask for help, right? And I think when we ask for help, we give ourselves permission also to be compassionate to ourselves and to be understanding that it's okay to be in the space. And obviously, having that reassurance from others that have been there um, can make definitely that journey not feel so isolated. Yeah, I mean, it's such a big change. Um, It's almost a change to the cellular level, you know, like your hormones change, your energy levels change, your the demands that you have from life change, the way you manage your time changes, your priorities, um, your schedule. Oh, my goodness. It's like such a big change. And especially, yeah, like you said, with the first baby, um, you go from, you know, zero to a hundred within a day. So, but I'm, I'm feeling really well now. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to know that I've been able to find resources and especially hear from people that have been feeling the same way that I, I have. And that alone was just like everything. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. This is, this is not something just that's happening to me. It's actually pretty normal. So yeah. Uh, so if you are not feeling well, you're struggling with a feeling or with, you know, a situation or whatever, um, just Google it. <laughs> Sometimes you can just find resources um, with the Google search. And if you need um, therapy, if you need uh, professional help, uh, definitely there are resources out there. So I used to uh, use BetterHelp. I, I took a pause. Um, but definitely recommend it recommend reaching out and finding the option that works best for you so yeah that's where we are um honestly I think but being creative about battling the heat has kept me um entertained in some way um how are you dealing with the heat Yesenia? I'm doing pretty well but um you know you have AC in your house we have AC, but I think it's that um, combination of feeling like already being fatigued a lot because I'm running around, but then, um, but then the heat, the heat really just takes you out. Yeah. And um, how does it get um, where you live? It gets really, really hot, like 110. Some people were yeah. saying like 115. Um, it was 112 yesterday here. Yeah. And it's, I mean, even, even yesterday, last night, it was like 8 PM and it still is really toasty. (laughs) And so it's, it's really hard. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll dabble into this a little bit later, but it's, it's also like, 
my heart goes out to all the gente that are working outdoors. It's, mm-hmm. um, I live in, in wine country heaven, which you get beautiful wines and we're like world recognized for our wines. And in that same breath, we also have, you know, people harvesting those grapes that are working their ass off to make it day by day. And these are hardworking people who um, are, you know, can be undocumented or they can be documented. But I just think it comes to show the tenacity of la gente Latina. Um, And it makes me so proud to be Latina and to be like, even like my dad, he does landscaping maintenance and he's out there in this heat. This is, this is normal for him. And I'm like, dad, make sure like, if it gets too hot, you know, that you come home and he's like, no, 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 no. Like I have to finish my work. And I'm like, no dad, like it's not worth it. You not feeling good. Um, and you know, I mean, we're talking people's life here. Like it's, you know, and it's, and it's heartbreaking and I'm going to transition we're going to flip the script a little bit. We're going to transition into the farm worker bill, um, that I hope people have been following. Uh, and it's, I feel bad that I haven't been, you know, I feel like there's not enough time to do stuff on social media. <laughs> and this is, but, and this is AB 2183. Yes. And to give some backstory on this. It's uh, in California, California bill. It's a California bill and it's been pretty amazing. So on August 3rd, California farm workers launched a 24 day, 335 mile march for the governor's signature from the historic 40 acres in Delano and arrived on August 26th at the state capitol in Sacramento. So we saw um, UFW uh, group members, we saw Lideres um, Campesinas, we saw different Latinx organizations unite in this march that was still in the heat, right? We're in California, so we're in our summer. It still yeah. is pretty hot. And these are folks that probably did see 100 degrees, saw 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. And there was this big motivation and true, um, you know, uh, rallying uh, culture to march and be proud and, and see the Cisa Puede flag, to see the United Farm Workers flag, to see that same spirit of Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta to, to come together as a community and allies to march for this signature. And I think, Rita, um, AB, AB, um, AB 2183 was in hopes to get farm workers to be able to participate in unionized voting, but to do it by mail. And the reason why it's so important to go ahead and do that by mail is because we have, this is already a vulnerable marginalized group of people that in elections, they want to be able to freely cast their vote, but they're, they're afraid of employer retaliation. They're afraid to come forward. And we know that these are real circumstances where, where we know that there has been sexual abuse. We know there's been a uh, wage theft. We know that there right now we're saying, okay, it's, it's a hundred degrees um, at a certain temperature. You should be going home, but look at it this way that when we're talking agriculture, where you literally only have days or hours to harvest a, a crop that can go bad, you best believe that sometimes, or a lot of the times there are labor violations that happen. So this was an opportunity for Gavin, our California governor, 
to do right by this community. This is a community that has time and time shown their commitment to this country, not just California, but to this country because California produces so much for agriculture industry that it feeds not just our country, but internationally. These are folks that have been working through the fires when there was all that smoke, all that toxic smoke. Yeah, they were out there working. Horrible pictures of that, yeah. With right. no protection then, really also. Right, during COVID, during the people COVID. were out there still working. So yeah. I think there was a hope, uh, Rita, that this should have been an easy go. This should have been, okay, let's get this to the governor's table and, and he's gonna say yes. Unfortunately, he said no. And it, it was mixed, it was met with a lot of emotions, with a lot of frustration. Um, on the same day, Gav, Governor Gavin Newsom decides to buy, you know, a, a new a new winery. Um, and I would like to think that it was just someone on his camp that had the poor planning for it to come out on the same day. Um, but this is the reality that we're in, Rita. This is this is something that hits home for me. This is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, and it really, we're, we're talking about labor, labor rights. And it's the irony that we're talking about this. We're about to go into Labor Day weekend where all of us are going to enjoy a beautiful barbecue and maybe laugh and have some fun and hang out poolside. Let's talk about the real issue why we have Labor Day, right? Um, and and this is an opportunity that in, in our own backyard, which is San Luis Obispo County, in our own backyard of a state, California, that is so massively a huge agriculture production. Here's an opportunity for us to unite in this movement because guess what, it's not over. Um, many groups are gonna continue. Um, I think it's important to also keep in mind that the governor, this bill had already been sitting at the governor's table back in 2021 and he, he, he did not support it. So now it's 2022 and we're kind of still in the, in the same space in the same space, um, Governor Newsom did did say that he is willing to negotiate, which is which at least is it's hope, right? It's hope. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, I think it's also important that he also keeps in mind that there's things that we're not willing to negotiate, and so I think that also needs to be honored. Um, and that we hope that Governor Newsom, if you're hearing this podcast today, or maybe a staffer or someone who uh, has a direct contact with Governor Newsom, um, you know, the, the Latinx community has shown time and time our commitment, our tenacity. We're not afraid to show up in 130 degree weather. We will get the job done. We will make things happen. And we need you, Governor Newsom, to stand behind the community that has time and time shown themselves to stand with you. So we need you to show up for us. We need you to walk the walk. And this should have been an easy sign. And we will not stop until you sign this bill, which is AB 2183. And I really encourage everyone listening to us to follow this. Show your support. Send in um, a letter to the governor's office. I know calling can be frustrating, but honestly, make the call, make them feel your presence. Obviously with your, when you call just some little tips, make it personal. Don't, don't read off a script. That's the worst thing you can do is read off a script, make it personal. Let the governor's office know why you're calling, why this is important and always be respectful. Um, you know, the staffers, you know, they, they also get a lot of abuse um, and, and, you know, just know that they're there to take the message. 
Um, but we want to make sure that we keep adding that pressure. Yeah, and you know, farm workers are important not only to California or to our county, but to the entire country, really. California produces about half, half of all ground, grown fruit, nuts, and vegetables. Half of it in the U.S. comes from California. So this, um, or farm workers do so much for our country, and I think at the very least is sit down with them, listen to their asks, um, and let's just let them unionize. Um, it just adds power to the people. So uh, if you are listening to this, contact Governor Newsom, at least get some questions, try to get some answers from uh, the governor, because we really haven't heard uh, good arguments on why he is not agreeing to sign the bill. Cool. Um, well, some another group that we know it's going to be struggling through this heat is the homeless population and people facing homelessness. Um, it's going to be 112, 110 degrees on Monday, I think. Um, so, and it's probably going to be a lot more. Um, I was telling Yesenia before we started recording that I went outside yesterday and it was 112 degrees and I was wearing earrings. And within 30 seconds, my it was so hot that my earrings absorbed all the energy from the heat and started heating, started burning my skin. It was that hot. If anyone wants to get a visual of how hot it was outside. And I was lucky enough to either get in my car or get, in, get inside my house. But uh, there's a lot of people that don't have that privilege and that will be suffering through this heat. And uh, what are some resources that you have heard about, Yesenia, that um, are available to our homeless population? Oh my goodness, Rita, this is a heartbreaking one. Um, I'm currently serving as the board president for a local nonprofit that serves the unhoused community called Paso Cares. And homelessness is, is a huge, 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 huge issue. And, you know, we're, we see it all over California. We see it all over our, our, our country. But What's interesting to me, Rita, is here's here's a here's a backyard. I'm going to make it very specific to 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 Paso Robles. We are in Paso Robles. We have one homeless shelter. They do a magnificent job. They're at full capacity, full capacity. They they cannot house more folks. They do feedings. Um, there's not more that they can do. They've already overextended themselves. So now we're dealing with this terrible heat wave, which we know is in connection to global warming and we're, it's only gonna get worse, right? This isn't, get prepared because next year it could be worse. Yeah. So, so now what, what uh, local um, board presidents and also other groups in our county um, were calling the city to, to figure out what can be done for the homeless community. And as of right now, the only thing that we can do, quote unquote, from the city is having cooling stations, which I think is a wonderful start, um, but we need to do more. And it, this is an opportunity to recognize that we in this country have this terrible idea of how does this serve me? And because I worked hard to get my lunch and um, why, does, why does somebody else get a free lunch? 
and this and this specifically why do the why do we have to house the homeless why should my taxes go into creating another day center which the north county of san luis obispo is in dire need of a day center paso robles is in dire need of a day center for the homeless community for the unhoused community if we had a, a day center situations like what we're seeing with this emergency of a heat wave we could be putting them there they would be there in a safe condition now rita you literally were outside maybe at most for an hour you felt the side effects of the heat. Now imagine unhoused community members, because these are our community members, whether or not we want to recognize them, they are participants in our community. I was outside for one minute. And, and look at that, right? Now imagine not having a home, yeah. not having a space. And although, although having cooling centers are nice, I've also been at the Paso Robles Library when it's not that hot or it's just on a regular day and homeless people go into it and into the library and i've heard the comments i see the stairs i see the way that they're treated and it's like goodness gracious people like there's some awful people out there like if we don't have the human decency to be concerned about you know and i and i love when christians do this to take care of thy neighbor to take care of thy brother we have some big issues here. And so right now what's happening, Rita, is, you know, thank you to the community of, of Atascadero, who I've seen also step up and say, we're gonna open up our library from these hours. What's unfortunate, Rita, is that we're also in the Labor Day weekend, which means things are, things. a lot of things are gonna be closed because people are gonna go on vacation, but, you know, things are closed on Sundays. Agencies are closed on Saturday and Sunday. And because it's a holiday on Monday, guess what, our library is going to be closed. So where do people have to go? And this is, this is, I really hope that if you feel passionate about adding dignity to a marginalized group, that you advocate for them. And I'm, I'm really thankful, huge shout out to Jack Phillips, who is a board member of the Paso Robles, um, Paso, pa Paso Cares, um, Nonprofit. This is why I love nonprofit work, Rita, is that nonprofits have the opportunity to have more wiggle room. We can do fun things and really do actionable things. And this is how politics works. Um, you know, I sent an email to Mayor Martin. So shout out to Mayor Martin. I hope you're listening to this. Mayor, Mayor Martin is running for re-election. And, um, and we have to figure out ways to work together. You know, um, I'll be very honest with you guys. I didn't see eye to eye with the city um, during COVID. There's a lot of things that I disagreed with, with once again, because it was dealing with a marginalized group. Well, people but, were literally dying. So yeah. Yeah, people sense. died. People died. Like, let's, let's be, get really specific. Let's paint the picture. Uh, we had families, families that lost, we lost key members in our community that wanted to bury their families, their family member back in Mexico, for example, could not bury them because they were out of work, because Paso Robles decided to go against the state regulations and maintain our, our wine industry tasting tourism yeah. um, economy open. And I get it. I get it. I don't get it because a lot of the council members question whether COVID was real or not. 
And it's just complete ignorance. And sadly, a lot of those council members are running unopposed. Unopposed. Year after year. Year after and the year. Reason, and, the reason why, and the reason why I say I get it is that, you know, Paso Robles specifically, we, we have basically only like one mainstream of income and that's tourism. And I hope there's a lot of lessons to learn. So the lessons is that we need to diversify our economy. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that the backbone, once again, undocumented Latinx uh, people in our community or those that are most vulnerable, such as the homeless, that we are able to support them. So it's like, if you want to do all of that, make sure that your people are taken care of, make sure your community members are taken care of, like the unhoused community. Personally, where I'm at right now, Rita, because of my role with Paso Cares as board president, and I really pride myself on this, that I have to walk the walk. There's a lot of things that I have to um, figure out the dancing with, which is, okay, Mayor Martin, we couldn't see eye to eye with the whole COVID situation, but let's move past that. And now we're dealing with the heat wave. So here's an opportunity for an invitation, which I said it in my email. Here's an invitation to figure out actionable items that we can do in the next week that we can work together. So here's an opportunity. Um, I'm hoping to hear him from him. Uh, so I'm expecting a phone call, but even if, if, even if I don't get a call from him, Rita, um, guess what? Paso Cares, huge shout out to Jack Phillips, who's, who's been tremendous. He's been with Paso Cares since the beginning of Paso Cares. I think Paso Cares has been around now for 10 years, serving the in-house community. Um, and this is why I love nonprofit work. The, the solution we found for Paso Cares is that we are creating beverage stations where the unhoused community can go ahead and walk into um, for example, a gas station, and there is a cooler there with cold water, cold Gatorade that they can go ahead and get for free. We are asking our community members that if they do see an unhoused community member that they do check in with them and that they do um, offer them a cold drink um, because now we are seeing in a state of emergency tomorrow, uh, tomorrow Saturday, we will be hosting a pop-up. And we've been doing these pop-ups, which is um, basically we show up for an hour and a half and we give them items. We give them shoes, clean clothes. Um, we take in their requests because it's not like, let me, let, let me feel better about myself by serving them. No, they are community members and they mm-hmm. deserve to decide what they need, which many of them want dog food for their pets. Okay, let's get them the dog food. Uh, we talk to them. We, we ask them what's going on. Um, so tomorrow will be very specific. We will be outside of the JCPenney parking lot in Paso Robles for for about I think maybe an hour and a half at 1 p.m. We know that's the hottest maybe one of the hottest peaks but we will be out there bearing out the heat uh, and we will be giving them uh, fruta picada cold beverages maybe we'll get some ice cream going for them right. but this is this is what I love about nonprofit work Rita and um, this is why you support your local nonprofit support so your, how can your we support Paso Cares you guys are going to be down there with the heat and I just can't go and support how mm-hmm. can I do it from home so you guys can um, make a donation, make a donation. I mean, for example, you know, we we are able to do so much, but it all costs money. And, it literally does. Yeah. yeah, it literally does. And we are a um, 
we are a legit nonprofit. And so if you'd like to make a donation, you can go ahead and write a check to P.O. Box 2834, Paso Robles, California, 93447. You can email us to pasocares at gmail.com if you want to figure out another way to support us. Um, maybe you have some suggestions on how we can do better. Our um, 501c3 number, ID number is 46 dash 46 46 537 and um huge shout out to the paso cares board members paso cares volunteers we have been consistently showing up at least once a month and giving uh the in-house community tents sleeping bags food um emergency items um you know tomorrow's pop-up we're going to also give them like cotton shirts, um, clean clothes, give them some shorts and just, just be with them. You know, it's, it's interesting what you tying it to what you, you opened up with Rita is sometimes we just need someone to, to care enough to listen yeah, and to be there with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're in Paso and you're able to come out, please do that and support Paso Cares. You said JCPenney at 1 p.m., is that right? At 1 p.m. We're going to be out there probably for an hour and a half. I'll bring my little speaker and we'll have some music. We'll make take care of our volunteers. We always take care of our volunteers, so we'll have some cold beverages for them too and some fruta picada. And um, guys, th this is literally an epidemic of homelessness too. And we have to do better. I know homelessness makes people uncomfortable. We get a lot of not in my backyard attitudes. Um, but these are people who are veterans. These are people with high educations that one thing led to another. I always, I always say that could be me one day. And I hope that people would have compassion towards me. These are people's children that are facing addiction. They're facing trauma. Uh, we also, what I see a lot too, Rita, is adults um, with special needs. These are folks that have special needs that it sometimes mm -hmm. it just probably gets too overwhelming. And there comes a point where, you know, as adults, if people don't want to take their medication, it's really, mm -hmm. really hard. So we're seeing a lot of mental illness as well. But, um, you know, Paso Cares, uh, and in true fashion of the theme of my life, I get things from the very beginning and, um, and you know, Paso Cares was getting ready to dismantle. Um, we didn't want that to happen because they had a lot of legacy in the community. So we took it on, but we've been building it back up from the ground up, but we've been able to accomplish a lot of things and we have a lot of great goals. Um, one of my, my big aspirations for this group is to get a day center in Paso Robles for the unhoused community. And I really hope that city council, that we can have that conversation of um, take this invitation of what's happening right now to, to have those conversations. And also though, very important is for us to walk away with accomplishing things. Even if that one thing is literally getting Mayor Martin to come out, which is what I'm trying to get him to do, to come out tomorrow and just, be there with the community members. Let's let's serve some fruta, Mayor Martin. Let's get you to give out some cold waters and some cold Gatorade. So I really hope he does yeah. give me a call and we can make that happen. Yeah, if you can share that invite, if you have any, um, send it my way. I'm happy to also share to um, elected officials up there in Paso that are yeah They're running for office. Come on, and we need to invite them. We need yeah. to invite them. And and you know, guys, um, these are all things. Don't I mean, get intimidated. If they, don't, if they don't do it now. When are they gonna do it? If, don't 
Yeah. And, and, you know, don't get intimidated to reach out to your city council. That's why they're there. They're public servants. They're supposed to hear you and take invitations. I understand people can get busy, but we also show up for the things that matter, right? And this is a thing that majorly matters. And Mayor Martin, I really hope that you do come out. And, and if you already have plans uh, for tomorrow that you uh, show up late. I think we're going to try to do something also later on this week too to read that because the heat wave, I think it's scheduled till the 5th of September. Yeah. Um, it's so gonna, please I take mean, care of yourselves, guys. Yeah. It's going to be hot till uh, September 6th on Tuesday and it's going to start going down. But yeah, I think the peak is Monday. And I was actually organizing a barbecue and we had it in North County, which is going to be extremely hot and we had to move it. Um, which is, I think a lot of people are, are really happy that we're going to be at a cooler place. Um, but yeah, I think if you are feeling hot right now because climate change, uh, contact your elected officials and ask them how they're taking care of those that um, don't have AC, don't have a house, don't have somewhere to get protection from the heat. Um, I'm definitely going to be reaching out to my elected officials. And thank you, Yesenia, for sharing Um everything that Paso Cares is doing and also how you're reaching out to elected officials. Again, if you are, if you have some time and are in Paso Robles, California, tomorrow, Saturday, September 3rd, go outside JCPenney at 1 p.m. If not, make sure that you reach out to Paso Cares, find them on social media um, and send a check over because every dollar helps. I just got a call right now. I had to take a little break, but this is what's really, really cool. We just have a, um, a county office agency that is willing to host another cooler um, with cold beverages. So nice. thank you so much to- um, How much does it cost to host a cooler with beverages? Honestly, because we're a nonprofit, um, and this is the cool thing about having nonprofit status, our donations are covering the costs. Like literally um, last night, I went to Walmart and I just bought a bunch of water bottles and Gatorades, vitamin C water. It was like a hundred bucks. Um, we have a bunch of ice. We have a bunch of coolers. So we just, we're going to get some ice. This is the thing guys, it really doesn't cost a lot of money. I mean, yeah. I think to call, I think maybe 50 bucks, 50 bucks. To so host if someone is listening and would like to get a cooler going for this hot weekend and support Paso Cares or really put one uh, themselves, like you have a cooler, yeah. uh, you can donate $50 and have it some and have a nonprofit do it. But you can also, if you are in an area, you're listening to this and you're not in Slow County, um, just get a cooler get ice, get some drinks and go to that corner go to that place where, you know, or uh, community members who are facing homelessness can find you and just help out because it is going to get really hot. And I really hope that everyone takes care of themselves. Um, but let's take care of those that don't have the same privilege as we do. Um, so anything else, Yesenia? I think that's uh yeah let me get their name right so a huge thank you to the San Luis Obispo County Social Services they will be hosting one of our 
beverage stations, huge thank you to the higher ups that said yes, because I know you need the clearance. And that's, that is the beauty of community work, Vita. This is how we solve problems. This is what I want to see more of. These are simple solutions that make a huge difference, that make all the difference for our community members. And this is what gets me excited, Rita. This is, this is wonderful. So I'm really, thank I'm really you, thankful. Thank you so much for all the work that you're doing, Yesenia. It really makes a huge difference to those that needed the most so thank you thank you thank you um and we leave you with that go ahead you make your own difference um i know that you can do it and stay cool this weekend bye